Hi, good day, listeners. My name is Phil C. This is Corner Country, brought to you on allaussieradio.com.au and now syndicated to 87.6 Backwater Country. And have I got a fabulous program planned for you this afternoon, listeners. I've got special guest on the phones with us on the program this afternoon, Mr. Rob Breeze. What a story Rob's got to tell. I'll tell you what, started out as a, uh, a chef at the tender age of 17, a chef's apprentice, and uh, now, of course, the rest is history, okay? Country singer, entertainer, hails from Tamworth, and uh, also got his uh, studio there as well, okay, on his 100-acre uh, property, doing it all the way it should be done. And he's going to be a guest on the program program a little bit later on. Now next week on the show we've got Mr Dean Perrett okay and of course Dean is no stranger to the country music industry either. He's got some fabulous albums to his credit and uh, won several Golden Guitar Awards as well. I'm going to kick off the program with Dean and uh, I'm going to play you a song from his uh, Kind Seasons album okay. And the song I've selected for you from this particular one is a number called Six Decks to Darwin. Dean Perra, folks. Six decks to Darwin, holding up the Duncan Road. I just rolled out of Newry with a load of top-end gold. Heading for the export ships, those drovers of the sea. Six decks bound for Darwin, big heart of the territory On the stations in the top end they are mustering the steers The live export out of Wyndham and the Darwin hub appears So we got the road trains rolling and we're heading now to load In this fabled series Kenworth I power up the road When the soft grey light of morning comes a-creeping through the sky Trailers are a rat as we load the cattle high. 180 head of Brahmin beauties are ready for the ride. And to tell you that I love the job should come as no surprise. Here yeah, I got six decks to Darwin calling up the Buntine Road. Just rolled out a canfield with a load of top end gold. Heading for the export ships, those rovers of the sea. Six decks bound for Darwin, big heart of the territory. Let them roll. I glance back in my mirrors where the trailers track behind. I see it as cloud rise and filling up the sky I'll stop to check the cattle now and then along the way Then when we hit the bitumen the wind will fill our sails From the red dust and the ranges to the ocean deep and blue You'll hear the old girl growling as the gear shift changes through there's the song of travelling cattle to the rhythm of the road While the horses neat the bonnet, knuckle down and bear the load Yeah, I got six decks to Darwin, hauling up the Barclay Road Just rolled out of Lake Nash with a load of top-end gold Heading for the export ships, those drovers of the sea Six decks bound for Darwin, big heart of the territory Decks to Darwin, hauling up the Duncan Road. Just rolled out of Rosewood with a load of top end gold. Heading for the export ships, those drovers of the sea. Six decks bound for Darwin, big heart of the territory. Hey, there we go, folks. Dean Parrott. Kind Seasons is the name of the album, and he's going to be a guest on our program next week, folks, okay? I'm going to have uh, Rob Breeze up very, very shortly, but before I do that, I want to play you another track by Dean because I want to give you a little bit of a taste of this man's music, okay? He's worked with artists like uh, Lee Kernigan and Kirkpatrick, Troy Casadaly, and they have such respect for Dean that uh, uh, they have actually recorded 
on uh, duets with uh, Dean on uh, some of his albums, okay? I'm going to play you this one because I think it's a fabulous song. It's from uh, his other album called Dusty Sky. And uh, the song I've selected for you is a number called Kidman Rides. Dean Parent listeners. You're as big as England but beneath the Southern Cross Born from a boy and his one-eyed horse Your sights were on the outback, raising stock and buying land For five generations your empire did stand But tonight I find as I write these lines Another piece of history, a sign of the time Will vanish with the sale at the end of auction day But don't forget the legend while Kidman rides away Bullock teams and wagons, well he watched those days roll by Taught by the dark man how to track and water find From the size of Anna Creek to the plains of Durham Downs Fat bullets from the channels after rivers flooded down But tonight I find as I write these lines Another piece of history, a sign of the time Will vanish with the sale at the end of auction day. But don't forget the legend while Kidman rides away. So ride on, Sir Sydney. I wonder what you'd say if you came back today. But tonight I find as I ride the Another piece of history, a sign of the time Will vanish with the sale at the end of auction day But don't forget the legend while Kidman rides away But don't forget the legend while Kidman rides away Rides away, rides away Away. He rides away, 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 Next week, I've got to tell you, he's an original bush balladeer, singer, songwriter, and a fabulous entertainer. There's an old saying, listeners write a song about what you know. And having been raised on the family cattle property, Bowen Fells, a soul of pure country is a natural thing. Now, that is Dean Parrott, folks, and he's going to be on our show next week. I'm going to play a song now by Rob Breeze because Rob Breeze is the guest on the show this afternoon, and he's going to be up straight after this one, folks. One of my most favourite songs by him, uh, and it's a single that's going to be uh, on his brand-new album, which we're going to talk about in a little while, and the song is called The Passing of a Bushman. Faded campfire light Rabbit stew and damper Menu for the night Gently flowing water And the whisper of the breeze Keeps rhythm with the wall Of the birds up in the trees Just 
Thick glowing sunsets holds his gaze up towards the skies Soft and fluent picture can keep one mesmerized The years of toil and dust and sweat he wipes upon his brow A picture-perfect resting place waits upon him now Walk for a minute in his shoes I would learn more about life Than reading any news And the one thing that is sure Is each sunrise With the passing of a bushman Another tall gum cry Tales of famous men who sailed the oceans high Kings who reigned in ancient times And heroes from the sky But the great Australian bushman With the spirit of the land That's who I'd rather be A true blue Superman Shoulder to shoulder Always land, lend a hand Line to the outback here in our great southern land. From the stockman in the high country to the drovers midst the dust. From red soil plains to snowy peaks, tin shacks now full of rust. The tales of hard fought mateship we have passed their stories on. And reflect upon from time to time to honor all who've gone. If I could walk for a minute in his shoes, I would learn more about life than reading any news. And the one thing that is sure is each sunrise, with the passing of a bushman, another toll. The passing of a bushman, another tall gum cries. Oh, there you go, folks. That was Rob Bruce's brand new single, The Passing of a Bushman. And as promised from last week's show, we've got the man on the phones with us right now to join us on our program. Hello, Mr. Rob Breeze. How are you today? I'm great, feeling yourself. Mate, I'm having a sensational time. I've got to thank you so much for becoming part of our program today, Corner Country. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Matey, I know you're an extremely busy man, and uh, I've got a lot of questions that I want to ask you, and also I want to discuss a couple of your songs before we get into a, a bit of a mini story, I guess, of This Is The Life Of Bob Breeze. Tell us a little <laughs> bit of a backstory as to The Passing Of A Bushman. Sensational song. Well, mate, The Passing Of A Bushman happened because we had we had to come up with a, with a bush ballad-type heritage song, um, for the for this album, really, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's one of those songs that's been sort of lingering in the background um, for a few years and never never really happened. Okay. Um, never, never really got got produced. Um, it's it's um, a friend of mine, Cameron Mason, came up with the idea of of, of doing all that. Um, but it was the whole the whole story about the song is. is the bush, the bush is so so important, and, and bushmen are, are so damn important to our heritage. Mm-hmm. And you know, when something something passes, or when something is gone, one part of our lives disappears with it. Yes, and, and basically that that's that's the theory behind the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, but great, great lyrics, great song. I love great. it. I think it's sensational. I've been playing it for quite a while now, and, and this is why I wanted to have you as a guest on the show, because it is a single, uh, but it's off a brand-new album, uh, which we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we talk about that, 
I want to find out all about Bob Breeze because how does how does a young chap of seventeen who aspires to become a chef and passes your your you know your your apprenticeship to become a chef um, become a country recording artist in Tamworth with his very own recording studio? Um, mate, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that with, um, without without absorbing um, taking up forty years of your time to. Look, I, I I always played music as a kid. Um, loved it. Had guitar lessons and piano lessons as as a, as a child. Right. Um, and and the same old story. Um, when I left school at seventeen years old, um, we had the ultimatum back then of if, if you leave school, mm-hmm. um, you don't leave school to sit at home on your phone. Yes. Not that we had. Not that we had phones. No, but to but, sit, sit at home or stay in bed all day. No, I understand. Yeah. Yep. You, you got a job, yeah. Um, and I was always interested in cooking, and um, I was offered a job as a kitchen hand at at a beautiful little restaurant in Parramatta at the time called Barnaby's Restaurant. I know and, it. I know the. I, know, yeah. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barnaby's. It was an absolute gorgeous little place, mm-hmm. and um, within within a couple of weeks of that, um, they offered me an apprenticeship. Right, um, which I had to apply for, and and there was back in those days there was about a hundred and twenty applicants for the mm-hmm. job. Anyway, right. I got the job; that was great. Yep, um, I stayed there for a little time. Um, then I got offered a job at, by by a gentleman who owned the catering for the Sydney Opera House and also the Summit. Okay, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I transferred to there, did all that, mm-hmm. um, stayed there for, forever, but kept playing music, you know, as a hobby and, and loved it. Um, in the meantime, a very, very good friend of mine who who I met at that, in that period yes. um, said, Rob, you should come to Tamworth with me to, to the Country Music Awards. Right. So that's Ray Griffiths. That's Ray Griffiths. Right. Ray... At, at that particular time in the early 80s, was mm-hmm. playing piano at the summit. Right. That's how we got to actually meet. So I took a couple of weeks off and I, I came to Tamworth in 84. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first year I came. Yes. And we enjoyed, enjoyed Tamworth. I came back home after Tamworth and I was just buzzing with it with... I want to do this. I want to do this. Yep. So I, I went and recorded myself a, a cassette mm-hmm. um, at, a, at a local studio with with a handful of songs on it that I thought was absolutely fabulous <laughs> at the time. <laughs> you will never, you so, will never ever hear it. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, if you still got a copy of that cassette, because I would love to hear it. I really, no, I don't. really would love. <laughs> you really don't want to. Well, you you, but, you sold it when you were busking on the street. So, I mean, you must have I sold did. a couple. <laughs> oh, look, I, I'll tell you another very, very quick story. The, the whole beginning of that, I, I went up the following year. Okay. And I busked on the street, as, as you know. Yes. And my annual wage at, at the restaurant for probably 60 hours a week was five and a half grand a year. Okay. Back in the day, as an apprentice, it was, yes. wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know, yep. was was adequate for the day. I well, guess. we're also talking the eighties here, so yes, that's know. right, yep. that's right. Yep. I sold in ten days just over eleven grams worth of cassettes. Wow! So then you realise I'm wasting my time as a chef. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. So um, that was that's like two years' wages. Yep. In, exactly. in ten days. Okay. Um, so I, I thought I, I'd made it. I, so I, I continued the the same thing. I recorded another cassette, or it was another cassette because CDs weren't out then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did this consecutively for two or three years. Right. Um, and then CDs arrived, and then at that around about that point in the middle mid eighties. The PA system started arriving in the streets, and things got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and and I was possibly a bit of a cause of that because I always went with a great, great sound system. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but the competition got bigger. But uh, 
at that period, I, I started to get work in the clubs and pubs and right. venues and in in the main street as well or in, in town. Yep. Um, so I took a bit of a back line to that, um, the busking side of it anyway. But all that period was I was just learning my craft and loving it, mm-hmm. loving it. We didn't we didn't get on stage with words or, or music or anything like that. We got on. We learned our stuff before we got out there yeah. and just absolutely nailed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which so is the way it should be. Yeah. Well, absolutely, absolutely. It's the way it should be, and not reading your lyrics from a from a prompter or a, or a, no. an iPad or something. Else. Like I see no. so many of them doing, you know, and they can't even remember the words of their own songs. I mean, no, back then can't. you remembered them, you wrote them, you remembered them. This this cassette you made were they original songs or were they covers of other country no, artists? Mate. Look, they were all covers. Okay, the whole lot were covers. So, um, who, so yeah. who were the who were your influences then? When you said you, you know you sold twelve thousand dollars worth of cassettes, two years worth of wages, they must have been big artists on there or popular songs by big artists on there. Yeah, they were popular songs. There was there was a bit of Don Williams. There was there was George Jones. There was Stan Costa, Australia. Oh, yep, um, Stan Costa. There was a yeah. couple, of, couple of Slim Dusty songs. Mm-hmm. Um, just a huge mix of of stuff that. Stuff that I liked, you know, um, and 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 back then I wasn't I wasn't pushing a theme. I, I, well, I'm still not really pushing a theme, but good music's good music, regardless of where it comes from. Of course, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's the way I've always recorded. I've generally always recorded a Merle Haggard song on every album that I've done. Right. Um, not necessarily. The favourite Merle Haggard song in the world, but um, something obscure that he's written that touches me. Yes, uh, yes, something along those lines, you know. Okay, yeah. okay. So you obviously got the bug or the buzz because oh, it would have been. Did. What would it have been like for you back in the eighties? You're you're a young apprentice chef. You've been asked to go to Tamworth, and then all of a sudden you see it. And it's like, wow, <laughs> and you sell two years' worth of wages in yeah. a very, very short time of a cassette tape of other people's music. That must have really affected you hugely. Oh, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. It, it, it hooked me like hook, line, and stinker. Yep. Um, and, and if I could do it again tomorrow, I would. Right, right. So you've been doing, I guess, Tamworth from then till now. And you've got you've got your own recording studio now as well um, on I your property indeed. because you, I guess you finally got tired of travelling from Sydney to Tamworth because you did it every single year. You bought a property in Tamworth, Matilda, I Matilda did. Park, Matilda Park. Yeah, we bought a property. Um, in in the process of all that, um, I, I breed quarter horses as well, right? Which, which has been a bit of a hobby. So mm-hmm. when I came to Tamworth, I obviously needed a, a place where I could bring a couple of mares and a stallion that I owned at right. the time. So we bought a little place. Um, I got married. We had our beautiful family, and here I am still. You're still there now with your three yeah. boys and your daughter. That's right. What yeah. was it like oh. for you in the ni- in 91? Because in 91, you did the Sydney Opera House. Um, that was yep. to do with a thing called uh, Tamworth on Parade. Well, and, uh, your, your memory is so good. Your memory is so good. <laughs> well, I want everybody to understand who Bob Breeze the man is, you see, and a lot of people may not know this, but in 91, uh, you were at the Sydney Opera House, packed yep. houses. Now, you've gone from Tamworth busking, selling cassette tapes in the 80s, and here you are, 91, you're in probably the most prestigious venue in Sydney, if not, the, if not Australia, the yep. Sydney Opera House, and yep. you're performing with some of your great music heroes. How did that make you feel? Mate, I had to pinch myself. I still do. Yes. I still do. Mm-hmm. These, these these were people that were, were doing concerts, like sold-out concerts in, in Tamworth at the time. Um, I'm, I'm talking every superstar that you'd ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. There was people like Jimmy Little. Um, there was Stan Costa and, and Youngy and... Lindsay Butler, who was an absolute superstar back in those days, mm-hmm. he, he was. Lindsay Butler was Chet Atkins. Yes, to to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it w- was just amazing, and here I am being introduced amongst these people to 
5,000 people in the concert hall. Wow. It's It was just... Look, I don't know. It was just just crazy. And how that happened, I, I really... I, I know how it happened, but I don't need to explain uh-huh. it. I just... just um, anyway, that, that went on for... A couple of years. Well, it actually went for five years. Okay, the yeah. Opera House. Right. But the third year into it, I got offered the job as musical director. Musical director, yes. I was going to ask for, you that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just blossomed from there, and it went from there for a couple of years. Um, the Opera House then decided to, for whatever reason, double their fees. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you know, just, just politics got involved and it became less um, less less exciting to be there. And anyway, we moved the show then to the State Sports Centre. Right. Which was um, at Homebush Bay, mm-hmm. where, where the Olympics were to be held, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was all great. And um, we did there for two, I think, two or three years and then... The show sort of fizzled out. Yeah, really. Um, lack of lack of people putting in huge amounts of effort and things like that. So okay. it was it was hard work, as you would imagine. If, yeah. If you're going to run a, a a dynamic country music show with about forty artists on it mm-hmm. in in three hours without any stops and starts, and, yep. and and back in the day, everybody had to use the same guitar because we weren't plugging one guitar in every time getting different levels and things like that so mm-hmm. it was all it was all rocket science we had to make sure it worked and, and without hiccups fair enough but it was fabulous time fabulous time well I can just imagine and I'm just trying to imagine how you must have felt coming from a, a chef and, and, and before you got to there I mean you you had various things I mean when you bought Matilda Park for example the day you sort of bought it or very close to after buying it um yep. You got a phone call saying country music, nobody wants to listen to it anymore. And you think, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Before we talk about that, let's put a song on, eh? Let's take a slight break from this. We're going to put a song on from your brand new album. The song is called Rob Breeze, A Cowboy's Concerto. We're going to talk about yep. that as well. But before we do that, let's play one of the songs from it. And, and this is brand new, so nobody's heard this song before. No. No, this is... This is- <laughs> This, this is, is this is you, buddy. This, this is, is an exclusive for for me. Thank you so much, Rob, and for all my listeners of Corner Country. The song is called "It's Me." It's absolutely fabulous. I love it. It's from Bob Breeze's brand new album, A Cowboy's Concerto. And we're going to be back with more of Rob straight after this song. Stick around, listeners. Outside your window, baby It ain't a robin or a bluebird It's me And if the postman brings a package Big hearts on the wrapper And you wonder who it came from It's me Who loves you, baby? Please don't think I'm crazy If I go to the extreme Say it's me If you see a plane fly over Pulling a big banner And the letters spell I love you It's me And if you hear a DJ Send a love song out to your name From a guy who's wild about you It's me Please don't think I'm crazy If I go to the extreme There ain't nothing I won't do to hear you say I love you too Say it's me If I go to the extreme There ain't nothing I won't do to hear you say I love you 
love you too Say it's me Oh, say it's me Just say it's me It's me We're going to play you one more from that album. But before we do, I want to find out, um, Rob, when you bought Matilda Park, you got this terrible phone call. There's no more work. Country music's dying. Nobody wants it anymore. And you had to really slug it out. You you, you, you did horse braking. You, you did some riding lessons. You mowed lawns. You, you shooed horses. You just did whatever you had to do, the odd gig here and there to make ends meet which is what a man does to provide for his wife and family because yep. and then you thought that this just isn't going to be sustainable what are we going to do how did that make you feel <laughs> mate it was mate, I, I just signed the mortgage we we just moved into this this beautiful place that we we now own we're now calling home um, i was working constantly three nights a week in Tamworth for an agent um, and i just got the phone call and he said this country music Stuff is 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 blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, no one wants to hear it anymore. There's yep. no more work. Wow. My my life had had just been. Um, well, <laughs> everything, everything collapsed. Yeah, of course, of course. So, but I, I, I obviously my life didn't collapse. I had so much going on anyway. Of course. And, but over the period of time, I, I'd learned enough trades and things like that to, to keep things going. Mm-hmm. So um, I went and shot horses. Um, I did some riding lessons for some kids around and some adults. Um, I broke horses in. I, I, you know, I kept the wolf from the door. Of course, which, which is what you have to do. That's what a man has to do. And then you went back to your trade. You went back and, and you you became a chef for a while again. This I what did. I mean. You got it, such an interesting story. I mean, we could make a we could make an entire uh, program out of this. Um, went back to went back and you and you took on the um, the license um, or oh, the lease rather of um, the long yard. Is that right? The uh, function I room, did. The I, I, kitchen. I took on the restaurant at the uh, well. There was a couple of other little pubs before that mm-hmm. um, and the success of those pubs um, got me the license of the long yard so um, the owner of the long yard came to me and said hey Rob I'm looking for somebody to run my kitchen which I did I ran it for him for 12 months yep. and then he said you need you need to own this business mm-hmm. um, so my wife and I Christy decided we'd, we'd um, take it on and we did Yep. Um, for about three and a half years and we went in there one Monday morning straight after the Country Music Festival. Yes. And the receivers were there. Yeah, I'm just about to ask you that question. How did that make you feel? Oh, my gosh, another kick in the teeth. Yeah, here we go again. Here we go again. So, And the receivers... um, which as, you knew nothing most, about. You absolutely knew nothing, nothing about this. Nothing about it. No, it was, wasn't, wasn't us that no. went belly up. It was the owner of the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, not that he went belly up, I don't think. I, I think it was all pretty well organised. Okay. Um, but we never saw him again um, after that date. Um, and as you know, receivers are very, very nice, warm, heartwarming people and... <laughs> Um, they really accept everything that you tell them as truth. Yep. And so, as far as they were concerned, we were we. They didn't even know who we were. No. Um, we had the license on the kitchen. We had a we had a contract, which was sadly out of date at the mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. That's how it rolls. Yep. Anyway, they they got us to run the kitchen for them um, and the sufferance for the six months while they spent. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on promoting the, the sale of the, the long yard. Mm-hmm. Um, when the new owners came in, um, I was just so disheartened about the whole thing and, and I'd lost interest in it. And I'd lost interest in, in the financial side of it and just could not believe what these people had done to yeah. the restaurant or yeah. to the to the to the business itself. Yep. Anyway, it changed hands. Um, I had a discussion with the new owners. They just wanted me to work for them. They didn't want to. Um, they didn't want to lease their kitchen out. So that was fine. We decided at that point we would 
buy or, or, or lease another building in town and continue that. And that became the Square Man Inn, which we ran for a little over 10 years. Yeah, and that was a 150-seat place that was packed and really was, going huge for you. It was going great guns Yep. Um, for, for, for most of that time. Yep. Um, we had a few hiccups with councils. Um, we had, just prior to COVID, the council decided to pull a roundabout out, which was out the front of the building, and um, replace it with streetlights. Mm-hmm. You know, on a main intersection in town, and and you know how things happen; they're always done overnight. Yep. Um, so we were out of business for about seven months while that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we we're out of business; we were we were still trying Trading, to struggle on. Yeah, but straight, yep. there was no there was no car park. There was no access to the building with with traffic, so it was really really hard mm. through that period. We then succeeded to get through that. Somehow, and we got hit with COVID. Uh, well, we got hit with the worst drought known to man to yes. start with, yeah. which, which made Tamworth suffer and every other place in the country suffer of as course, well. Of course, yeah. Um, the fires took over after that, then we had floods, then we had COVID. It was yeah. all back to back. At the end of 2021, our lease was due for renewal, and we decided after four years of, of just absolute hell, um, we decided to pull a pin on it. Yep. Simply as that. And now focus and, uh, all your energies on what you love doing. That's right. So I'm back being a musician. And yeah. also and also, you've got the uh, Beaten Track Studios, which is where all your energy and passion goes. That's, your, that's the studio on the Matilda Park, your, uh, your property right. that you own. All so, my energy goes there. And I think, and despite the fact that you've 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 had some really bad experiences, like with the receive the receivership, which had absolutely nothing to do with you, and and, and no. you know, you've you've hung in there. You and and now to your credit, you've got thirteen albums to your credit, with a brand yes. new one coming out very shortly. And and you you're very highly respected in the country music industry. I think I think we all have to uh, pay pay some penance in order to find what we really were designed to do. And in your case, country music is is where you should have been your entire life. But luckily for you, you had the skills of being able to break horses and and shod shod horses and and uh, and cook as a, at chef's level to be able to get you to where you are today. Well, the whole lot, the whole lot has, has has helped me do that. You know, it's it's been great. It's um, I know there's a lot of things said over over the last ten or so years about um, working with horses, um, and and I firmly believe that is just an amazing mental escape. Mm-hmm. Whenever I've whenever I've had mental issues with stuff going on, not not that I've ever had serious mental issues, no. But horses are just the grounding from heaven, right? For, for me, okay. They're my they're my mate. They're my space. They're my release. Um, it's, I love it. Have they, they ever in, have they ever inspired you to write a song? Have you ever written a song about a favourite horse or? A, I haven't, you know. I haven't, but I, I could. I yeah. certainly could. Probably be easy for you. Well, I don't know that it would be. Okay. Songwriting, songwriting's not easy for me. Okay. Um, I, I have written probably 20, 25, 30 songs over my lifetime that, that I'm proud to say that I've written. Um, but I don't find it, I don't find it super duper easy. Okay. Um, because I, I end up going on and on and on and on and songwriting's not about that. Songwriting should be smart and crisp, crisp and, and, and easy to listen to and catchy and, and I tend I tend to write novels. Okay. You know? <laughs> Songs are not novels. No. Well, they shouldn't be. Yeah. But but what comes first for you in writing a song? Is it is do you hear something or do you see something and that's the basis for it? Or do you just strum out a few chords and you think, hmm, I'll put a few words to that. H- how do you create your songs? Because that Bushman, um, uh, the passing of a Bushman, absolutely love it. And that brand new one we just played a moment or a moment ago, it's me. Well, what's that all about? 
I mean, I know um, the lyrics, so I know what it's about. But the, it's it's a love story, mate. It's, yeah, it's just simply um, a love story, um, and and not not tongue in cheek, but but it's light hearted and it's just a, yeah, it's a it's a love song. Okay, written for anyone special? Of course, it's for for my wife. For your wife, <laughs> you wrote it for your lovely wife, for Christy. Did you yeah. tell her, I'm going to write a song for you, darling? And she said, yeah, no, whatever. No. <laughs> so you wrote it, played it, and then said, hey, darling, this is for you. <laughs> this, is, this is for you, my dearest. So yeah. you told her after you wrote it? I did. What, what do you think of this? And what did she say? And I, she said, that's, that's, that's okay. Need some polish. <laughs> oh, yeah, she she's the best critic So she keeps you on your right. toes <laughs> She does indeed yeah, she does. I think it's a beautiful song I, I love it, I love the lyrics It's it's plain and simple There's nothing There's nothing about it you, Your album's called A, a Cowboy Concerto But I, I, I don't see a concerto in that particular song No, look, it's not, it's not mate um, Most of the stuff on this album I've played myself um, So I get into the studio and I, I've, I've, although the album has a host of musicians playing on it, mm-hmm. it's got some incredible players on it. Um, but I've constructed the whole thing myself. Um, and when I when I do my concerts, I, I I usually just go back to basic old Rob and a guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drag the piano out anymore, which I used to. Um, I, I, I just love playing guitar. Okay. Love it. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wind this up in a moment, Rob. But before we do, um, we are gonna play another song from this album. Um, yep. And I'll, I want you to tell me what it's about before we wind it up. The song we're gonna play is, and again, listeners, this is an exclusive. Okay, this album hasn't even been released yet. When's your release date? Have you got any idea for that? Look, I'm looking at the 25th of January. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm looking at, assuming they get back to me in time. Okay. And after it's released, you've got intentions of touring and, and performing the album uh, uh, with intentions of obviously selling the album. Have you got any, any venues at this stage locked in or not yet? Mate, I, I've got about seven or eight festivals that I've got to do in the first half of the year. Okay. Um, so I've got um, the Gunnedah Country Music Festival. I've got Terrera. Uh-huh. Um, I've got... The Maxville Music Muster to do. Yes. Um, one, two, three. I've got the Bingra Country Music Festival um, to do, which that takes us up to April. Um, after that, I've got um, Thargaminda. Right. To do. I've also got the Back to Basics Music Muster to do in February. Yes, at Proston. Um, at Proston. Yep. Yeah, look. I've got a heap, tons and tons. We're heading to Victoria later in the year to do a couple of weeks. Um, look, there's so much going. There's so much going. So much happening, which is great. It's fabulous. I mean, COVID just about decimated the entire country. Put musicians and 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 you know concerts out of out of everyone's reach. We're, yep. Thankfully, we're over all of that now. You guys are allowed to do what you want to do, what you were born and bred to do, which is perform and entertain yeah. and, and tell stories to people and, and, and bring some smiles and happiness to people's faces, which is absolutely fantastic. Yep. And uh, this album, uh, A Cowboy Concerto, I can't wait for it to come out. Before we finish, My People, what's it all about? It's one of the songs off the album, listeners. My People has been in my mind and around for since the early 80s. Um, my dear friend Ray Griffiths, who has now passed away, um, who introduced me to Tamworth, mm-hmm. he actually he actually wrote that song um, in 80... I'm going I'm to say 1980. Okay. It might have been 1981, it might have been 79. Okay. Around yeah, that period. Around that time. period, yes. He released it um, and it sort of didn't do much, but I back then entered it into Star Maker, right? Um, in '85 or '86, and they said, "Go away." Basically, <laughs> the song I have not sung that song for 35 years because they they said to um, you know just go away, okay. just go away, pretty much. <laughs> We're not, we're not what you're looking for. We're, we're looking for somebody with substance. So 
that that kind of upset me and hurt me a little. Of course, um, as it as it does. Mm-hmm. I have not sung that song for thirty five years, um, and I was looking for some tunes for this album, and I was running around running the odd tune here, there, and everywhere. Anyway, I pulled this out of my hat one night at a festival, and just decided to sing it. And this this is not that long ago, so we're talking um, whilst the yes vote was going on and all that sort of stuff. And I just pulled it out anyway. A standing ovation later, wow! I thought this song has got some substance. Mm-hmm. The su- the song came around was when when Ray used Ray used to introduce it as a song that he'd written by saying, "We'll all, in in fifty years time." We'll all be dead and gone, but this beautiful country of the, that we've lived on, that has fed us and it has been our our home, our life, our everything, is still going to be thriving. Okay. And, and we're spending so much time, or a certain certain um, minority of the the population, spend a whole heap of time bagging out our country. Mm-hmm. I wonder what our country thinks of my people yeah. or our people, yeah. its people. Yes. So the song is simply called "My People." I love it to death. Um, so do I. <laughs> Incidentally, it, it, it's a patriotic take on on life. Still, you know, and I'm saying the song is 40 years old. Yes. It's still as as vibrant today as it was back then. Um, hopefully, it gets to hit, or more people get to hear it now than what they did back. Well, I'd like um, I'd like to say, uh, Rob, that when they said "go away," you know, this yep. has got no substance. I'm thinking, yep. having heard the song several times, that it was probably written more about what's happening now than what was happening back then. So they looked at it back then, forty years ago, thirty five years ago, and thought, "Nah, this is nothing. Go away." I think it sits more now than it did when it was written. I think the person, Absolutely. I think Ray had a, a lot of vision when he wrote that song. He wasn't thinking about today or tomorrow. He was thinking a long yeah. time into the future. He was. He was. Sad, sadly, Ray passed away in 95, mm-hmm. um, and we'll never, ever obviously get to hear it, hear this version of it anyway. Yes. Um, but he's responsible for, for me being here today mm-hmm. um, down this road, and I just thought I'd pay a bit of a tribute back to it. To, the, the most beautiful vocalist in country music that I have ever heard in my life in Australia. Fabulous. So um, he's definitely one of, well, probably the biggest influence in, in your musical career? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, he was, we, we, were, we were great mates. He was my best man. Um, yeah, I loved every part. Every every minute of time I spent with him, I, I just loved it. His music, I, I love still to this day. Still to this day, I, I put it on. And I go, mm, it's probably not as good as I thought it was back then, but nothing is, is it? Is no, it? things change. Things uh, change. People's tastes change. People's ideas change. I mean, yeah. in, in relation to my people, though, I think it, I think it was written more for now than then. So I don't think yep. people are going to hear it and go, mm, go away. <laughs> I, no, they're not going to do that. No. Um, I, I sent it to his his son, who um, I'm really good friends with. Um, and he, he's just blown away by it. So, um, and I'm still quite in touch with with his family. So that, that, that's really really nice. And the fact that you got a standing ovation. I mean, there's no better way to test a track as to whether or not it should go on an album, but that's to right. sing it to a live audience and feed from their reaction. I mean, if they look at it and go stand up and applaud and and, and give you a standing ovation, you think, well, there's a winner there. That's got to go on the album. Well, that could be my next single. <laughs> but, That's right. That's but, right. Yeah, people are sort of walking away and talking over the top of you. You think, nah, this one's not working. I'll put that. I'll put that one back in the cupboard. <laughs> that's, how true is that? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Mate, you've got to you've got to understand that too. You've got to understand what works, what doesn't work. Um, I, I've seen so many of my peers just sing songs because they like them to put them on an album, and that's that's great. Yes, it's great. Yes, but to sell copies of CDs in this day and age, Mm-mm. you have to please the audience. Of course, you do. It's all about You've the audience. It. It's about the music and the audience. It doesn't even have to be about what you like or dislike. If, no. you, if somebody really wants to hear it and they want to hear your your uh, voice on it, you just do it. Yep. 
yeah. it's the way it is. You might think, oh, God, I hate this song. But, you know, and I know so many artists who do that. They say, oh, I hate the song. I don't want to sing that song ever again. But then when people chant and say, and they start calling out the song and think, oh, okay, I better do it because I don't want to upset them all. Yeah. And I get this, that from so many artists. Yeah, look, this this new album of mine is 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 a painting of songs I have lived. There's been a handful of songs on there that, that friend, really, really good friends of mine have written and said, and they've all done versions of them themselves mm-hmm. at some point in time, but um, have said, here you go, you can do this way better than I, or, or I'd love to hear your take on this, um, and I've put them, put them on the album. And every single one of those songs I've worked live, and they work. So how many songs are on the album? There's only a dozen. Twelve songs, and and how many of them are original? I mean, obviously, my people. That's that's an original. It's not your original, but it's an original song. Um, yeah, you, look, you said you like to put a few covers on there. How many? Of the, how many of the songs are originals by either yourself um, or other artists? There'd be there'd be eight, okay, or nine. Mm-hmm. I haven't even worked that out. Um, okay. there's two. There's a couple of American songs on there that that I love to death. Um, there's a song called Cowboy Pride. Yes, um, which was which was a, which was a fabulous song in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's basically all about um, being you know the cowboy pride won't let you won't let anything die. No, you know. Yes, um, no cowboy's going to get up and roll his swag and, and sit down next to it and go to sleep and not not finish his day. No, so. Um, and that's been my life all, all along. Um, but every single song on this album I've, I've loved, I've, I've lived, and I intend to keep it going, buddy. Well, what I'd like to say, Rob, is when the album's finished and, um, and, and done and you're touring, send us a copy of it and I will get you back on the program and we will talk through the songs as to why you selected that particular song and what it ha- what meaning it has, what significance. may not be an original like the one My People, for example, written by uh, yeah. a good friend of yours. We've got that story, but we'll do it again when we get the album and, and we'll, have a, we'll have a special. It'll be called uh, Rob Breeze, A Cowboy's Concerto, and you can talk us through each and every track. Oh, wow. That'd be so cool. Mate, I would absolute pleasure for me to do this. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I know you're busy. You've got Tamworth coming up. And uh, to take, uh, you know, 40 minutes out of your day to chat with us, is, is a, it's a great thing for me and for my listeners. So thank you so much for your time, my friend. Oh, you're very welcome, Phil. And a, a big good day out there to the listeners too. All right, listeners, well, we are going to be back with more of Corner Country straight after My People from Rob Breeze's brand new album. It's not out yet, folks, but I will let you know when it's out, A Cowboy's Concerto. lived in harmony my people the many tribes roam far and free since dream time they have honored me my people from farful lands my people came for centuries they lived the same contented proud and free well, then you folk came, herald a great change for my first people. And they came to me on sailing ships, chained like dogs and scarred by whips, my people. Made to slave from dawn to dark, forced to wear a convict mark, my people. Many had their spirit broken, others with a strength awoken, and a strong urge to survive. These new folk of botany learned to have respect for me, my people. At first my ways were new to them, ways so strange and cruel to them, my people. 
burning sun and dry hard land drew tears and blood from many of my people. But some grew strong, I knew they would. These few, they knew that I was good and worthy of their trust. And in time their chains were struck away. For them there dawned a bright new day, my people. Many years have come and gone, I've seen some weak but many strong, my people. Some fools have tried to bring us down, but we've come through and they stand tall, my people, my people. Black man and the convict breed Together sowed his fertile seed And made me their own home So be proud of your heritage Work together with me now, my people Yes, the black man and the convict breed Together sowed his fertile seed And made me their own home Proud of your heritage, work together with me now, my people. Oh, there you go, folks. That is. Uh the fabulous Rob Breeze from his uh, brand new upcoming album. It's not out yet, folks. This is an exclusive. The album is called A Cowboy's Concerto, and that song, of course, was called My People. I'm going to finish up the program now, folks, with a song by Dean Perrett. Now, Dean Perrett's going to be on the show next week. He's a sensational country entertainer, folks, and uh, if you don't know much about him, you've got to check out his music, okay? He's on Spotify. The song I'm going to play for you uh, this afternoon now is a number called Old Akubra, and it's from his album entitled Cattle Town. Dean Perrett, listeners. With a busted crown hangs on the wall Just waiting round Waiting for the boss to come on home It longs to fit his head again While mustering on the old floodplain Feel the brim tugged tightly on his brow Hanging there upon the wall With whip and bridle spurs and all Workmates in a world of sweat and dust Branded brim and horsehair band Sweat-stained crown from greasy hands Long hours in the sun will make you rough Old Akubra's been about Through channel flood and blazing drought With character and style to burn A reputation done well earned The days of shape and curl A hat came to this ringer's world And spent those new days fencing in the scrub Knocked about and bashed a bit That's when a hat'll really fit To be part of the man beneath the brim Torn about from low-hung limbs Monsoonal rains that soak the brim Even sporting one stray bullet hole Dust of well-worn cattle grounds have come to rest upon the crown The best mate that a bushman never knows Old Akubra's been about through channel flood and blazing drought With character and style to burn, a reputation done well earned A reputation done well earned There you go, folks. That is an incredible song, okay? Dean Perrot is his name. He's going to be a guest on the program next week, folks, okay? So make sure you check it out. Um, the show is also now syndicated to 87.6 Backwater Country and also 97.7 Tasman FM. 
Folks, it's time for me to hang up the headphones now. So until next week, folks, I've got to put the horse in the stable, kick back on the porch with a beer and a jack, hang up the headphones. So until next week, as I said, yee I'll see you all somewhere around corner country.